now. Now. The Crash and Mars Podcast. 1023 Now Radio. Hello. It's the Ginge. And this is the Crash and Mars Podcast for July the 5th. Today on the show, Crash and Mars Talk, uh, roadside seafood. Have you ever had the guts to buy that uh, super fresh seafood you see being sold on the side of the road? What's the worst that could happen? Also, uh, judging. What do people do that makes you really judge them? Their clothes, their music, their kids, and genetics. What did your parents pass down to you? What do you wish your parents hadn't passed down to you? All right, here we go. The Crash and Mars Show. Crash and Mars Show. Join the conversation. Now radio. All right, here's a few things that are going on. First of all, if you rely on Canada Post, it looks like you are not out of the woods when it comes to a strike. Canada Post issued a 72-hour lockout notice to the Canada Union of Postal Workers. Mm. The company uh, released the statement early, uh, yes, uh, this morning rather. So I was going to say last night, but that was like early this morning that says it informed the CUPW that the offers it presented on June 25th are considered final as they represent a fair and reasonable framework for settlements. Hmm. So So could be striking. 72 hour notice. So if you rely on uh, Canada Post for anything. Uh, I read an article, too. Uh, Yeah, it's it's bad if Canada Post locks out. Yeah, um, but all these courier companies are like, yeah, uh, of course, of course. That's where <laughs> like you start they're to loading up the staff and the trucks. Get your business, absolutely. You yeah. Got to go somewhere else. And stuff still needs to move. I got a uh, a, a notice from Telus mm-hmm. because that's who my yeah, cell the, phone is. All the bill companies, yeah. <laughs> and it was so cute because it's like, hi. Uh, in case Canada Post goes on strike, you still have to pay your bill with us. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I don't. I ain't paying the bill if you're not handing me paper. That's right. If you can't, if it can't get there, then I ain't paying. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they cut your phone off. And then they do indeed. So just keep that in mind. There is a um, 72-hour lockout notice to the union that Canada Post posted early this morning. All right, how many of you guys are going to be going down to party it up for the Calgary Stampede? Well, it's only just days away, and crews are busy setting up and preparing for over a million visitors Damn. who are expected on the Stampede grounds. But just to show you uh, what a crazy world we live in, they have announced that they will be amping up massive security throughout yeah. the entire event. Uh, they say it's, there's going to be extra traffic in the city, dense crowds on the ground, stampede officials and police are going to be ramping up security efforts, bag checks will be in place at the front gates where staff has to check to make sure that you're not carrying anything into the grounds with you. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. That's a lot of people going through there, right? Yeah, it's just sad. I know that, it's sad you know, that it has to come to that, but that that's the world we live in you now. Keep where people safe, absolutely, you can't go to the Calgary Stampede <laughs> like without being, you know, mm-hmm. just metal detected. It's yeah. so strange. Uh, well, Stampede grounds are patrolled as a separate police district, um, but they're saying, "Hey, listen, we'll put the extra money in to have the police on." They're also setting up an extreme and intensive. This is what they're saying. CCTV surveillance system covering over 240 acres on the Stampede grounds. In other words, they're going to be watching you at every moment. Damn. Now, of course, everyone's thinking, oh, no, terrorist attacks. Well, terrorist attacks have taken place around the world, you know, in the last year and especially within Mm -hmm. the last couple of days. So they've decided to amp up security. I don't blame them. If that can give everyone a little bit more peace of mind. Knowing that there's just a little more security on the grounds, why not? Why not? 
But yeah, you will be watched. Mm-hmm. All right, police in New Brunswick are asking the public to be on the lookout for a stolen trailer loaded with frozen lobster. And police are saying that this isn't the first time. Uh, apparently, there's a huge problem right now with lobster uh, thefts happening out east. They're actually calling it the lobster crime wave of the Maritimes. <laughs> I, if you steal a truck of lobster, though, I bet you that's a lot of cash, right? It's I have no lot. idea. Because if you buy... Like two lobster tails. What was I looking at at Costco? It was like $40. Yeah, and those, like, those were frozen what? for two. Yeah. yeah. So that's an uh, expensive haul there. Uh, police say that what they do is they steal the truck and then they go park it somewhere else and they sell lobster out of the back of it. Okay, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> police if are they're st- using the actual stolen truck too. <laughs> yeah, police are saying that if someone is selling lobster out of a truck at a low market value, it's a hint that uh, it should be suspicious. <laughs> Has anyone bought roadside seafood? Like, I get the BC cherries and all that, but roadside seafood, because we saw that stand on the uh, the Kiwi 2 when yeah, they were cruising a couple weeks that. back. No, but I should. Well, would you trust it? <sighs> yeah. Like, their lobster, it didn't look like a big refrigerated truck, it just looked like buckets of ice. I'm a seafood girl, though. Like, I like it. But you can get it from a grocery store. You don't need it from a yeah, roadside. Yeah, but then, like, first of all, I'm not killing a lobster, so I'm not buying it live. Well, no, but you buy a frozen one at the grocery store. Yeah. Right? At least, like, some sketchy fella didn't put it together on the side of the road. Ginger, you buying seafood for you and your family on the side of the road? No, I haven't uh, yet. Nice scallops? <laughs> Things haven't gotten that dark. Yeah. <laughs> I know, that, that's just a bad Is thing. It? It's a bad idea. Are those are those all stolen then, too? Is that seafood stolen? So. No. That's the M.O. That's how these guys are going to unload their lobster. Yeah, maybe the maritime lobster is coming here. I'll those... bring it out here. No, I'll buy it. No, don't. No, then you're going to have, like, diarrhea. You're going to be off the air for, like, a week or two. It must be pretty cheap, right, that roadside seafood? It better be. I have no idea. That'd be the only reason you'd ever buy it off yeah. the highway, right? Well, they're saying if it's stolen, it's definitely sold below market value. And that should be a hint. Has anyone bought roadside seafood? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. We'll see what and happens. did you die, or did you get sick? <laughs> well, if you're dead, you're not, you're not texting us. <laughs> if someone in your family died from roadside seafood, <laughs> let us know. Uh, this isn't the only time, though, that lobster has been stolen. This New Brunswick story, according to police in Newfoundland and Labrador, nearly 50 kilograms of lobster was taken back in May. And then uh, in Nova Scotia, RCMP say 48 crates of live lobster, more than 2,100 kilograms, was stolen from an outdoor uh, pound, Hmm. an outdoor lobster pound. So they're taking it somewhere. Yeah. I bet you it's being shipped across Canada. Yeah, I mean... thrown on some trucks and... And, and maybe it is on the side of the road. And who knows the market price for lobster? Do you guys know? No. Like, would no. you know cheap lobster if you saw it's it? It's like no. 12 bucks a pound, right? Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything less than that, are you reporting yeah. to the authorities? <laughs> All right, we have to do a quick poll here. We're sticking with food. Uh, if you had a choice right now over hamburger or chicken burger, right now you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with a uh, chicken burger. Chicken burger? Chicken? Yeah. Oh, hamburger. You're going hamburger? Mm, yeah. Uh, well, according to this new study, uh, Ginge is not as hip and cool as Crash is. Ah. Chicken? Apparently, yeah, the better burger change, chains, such as Smash Burger and Five Guys, are starting to feel the pinch of putting more chicken on the menu. Apparently, consumers in North America are moving away from buying your standard hamburger, and they're choosing chicken burgers. Hmm. 
Chicken chains are also seeing an increase in sales. I mean, we don't have a Chick-fil-A here. No. Uh, but KFC. People uh, are liking their chicken now. Mary Brown's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, their sales are starting to soar. Uh, they're saying that burgers have hit a bit of a stale point. People are moving on to chicken. The chicken burger has to be, like, legit chicken and not, like, the mash in a patty. Yeah. You know, some places you're like, ooh, chicken burger, and you bite into it, you're like, ugh. Yeah. Well, it's like you those want, gross old chicken fingers. You want the actual chicken breast yeah. on a bun. Do you like it breaded, or you just like a plain breast? Uh, if it's going to be breaded, I like it nice and crispy. Yeah. Like, I don't want a wet, soggy I'd rather a breading. grill. No, you can have, if it's breaded, you can have a chicken burger, but just like a... Just a grilled piece of chicken. Oh, yeah, no. you can have that, too. Yeah. You don't need buns with that. It's already drying up. <laughs> no, you get a nice juicy one. Ah, you spice it up. Ah, done. I like a grilled chicken breast on a nice bun mm-hmm. with a couple of fixins, no tomatoes. Mm. How about that? It doesn't that? feel like a... It's not in the, even in the burger family. I think they should stay away from it. No. It's a sandwich. Yes, thank it's, you. It it's, is. It's a sandwich. No, it's a burger. It's a chicken burger. No, it's no a chicken burger is a oh, press. We're patty. not going back into this. We again, are going are we? back into <gasps> it. No, it's <laughs> a <that> dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we all know that sometimes you'll find an an object, or depending on your culture, maybe a certain sequence of numbers or certain numbers very lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, a Chinese man recently decided to spend more money on a set of special license plates uh, than he did on the actual car they were installed on. He bought his license after getting a car for a whopping 1 million yen. Now, that is about $150,000. Damn. He paid for this license plate. Yeah. Now, the license plate that he wanted, he said, was super lucky. It was five eights in a row. So, his license plate read KK-88888. It is supposed to be, in Chinese culture, one of the luckiest numbers hmm. Of all time. And this guy said, I'm paying $150,000 to have this license plate. Why was the price $150,000? Uh, because it's it's like a vanity plate. Yeah, but was it in high demand? Yes, it's the luckiest number. So they just jack up the price. They jack up the price. Hmm. Somebody else already had it. Yeah. So mm. once oh, he, he bought it from he someone. Bought it. Once yeah. he got the license plate at that insane amount of money, he put it on his vehicle and started driving around. Oh, no. What happened? Do you think... <laughs> <laughs> that he was super lucky. Uh, no. With his quad, no, it's five, with his yeah. five eights in a row license plate. No, since it's in the news, I'm going to say something bad happened. Yeah, is this like an obituary? Yeah. No. <laughs> the guy probably okay, died. No, he is not dead. Okay. Uh, he did, in fact, though, after putting the license plate did on. Did he get rear ended? Uh, he did not get rear ended, but he has since been pulled over and ticketed eight times. Oh, oh. That's because they're like, who's this douche? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is the guy that paid 150000 for this plate. What is this? Who's got like five eights on their yeah. license plate? This guy's got more money than he can spend. He thinks he's lucky. Throw on the cherries. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he is now saying that he's not sure if he believes in the power of numbers anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does say that being pulled over eight times and being ticketed eight times is also lucky. No, you and can't, that he you should can't be. spin it like that. That's not lucky. Does he get a ticket every time? Yeah, every single time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not lucky. Every, every, every single time. All right, this next story here, off to Amsterdam we go. We know that everybody messes up occasionally, you know, and to be honest, you'd probably rather see your police or your firefighter force do everything they can to save someone if they're in distress, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not really going to make fun of the Amsterdam police here, but they got calls about an unresponsive woman in a window. 
Yeah. Apparently, passerbys were walking below, uh, and they looked up, and they saw this woman leaning on a pole. And people started to watch her. Mm-hmm. She was not moving. People were looking closer. Someone even got out a telescope. And it looked like her hands might have been tied in front of her. Dang. And she was unconscious, standing up on a pole. Yeah. So what did the grid people of Amsterdam do? They called police. So police arrived. They rang the doorbell. They tried to get the woman's attention. And after getting no response, after 40 minutes, they got out the ram bar and they busted down the door. I love the ram bar. Yeah. Do you think they found an unconscious woman tied to a pole? No. I'm going to guess she's not dead. Was she getting her freak on? She's not getting her freak oh, on. Okay. <laughs> she was uh like stretching, like hardcore stretching. For forty minutes. <laughs> some people like to get limber. <laughs> she was some kinky Amsterdam guy's blow up mm. sex doll that oh. she had to oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he just threw it against the window. <laughs> that he tied to his stripper pole. <laughs> Which happened to be against the window. The, probably, the guy probably got high and then passed out. Yeah, they couldn't find him. Oh, he left? But where he was, where that doll was positioned, yeah. it looked like a woman was tied to a pole in this guy's apartment. Would you call on that? Yes. If you looked up and saw that? Uh, I think so. Well, people said they watched her to see if she was moving. Yeah. That's why they thought she was unconscious. Mm. I don't know if I would call. Because she was a blow-up doll. Yeah. That must have been a good blow-up doll. If, yeah, if someone took out their telescope... You know what? You it, should be able to see that it's a blow-up doll. I've got a picture here. Is um, it pretty, or is it... No. Is it like a Spencer gift? Well, I think you'd know. Uh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the blow-up doll has clothes on. Yeah, he put bra and panties on the blow-up doll. Yep. Yeah. It's Amsterdam. Because if you go to Spencer's Gifts or whatever in the mall, and if you get a blow-up doll... Yeah, they come au naturel. Yeah, yeah, but they don't look like human beings. No, but that guy obviously put clothing and a wig on it. Yeah, he must have. Because the last time we got our buddy a blow-up doll for his birthday, mm-hmm. and it... it, it no, they... It was blown up at the party, and, yeah, and it, it didn't look anything like a woman. No, and another... Uh, <laughs> Not for, one that I've seen before. For our buddy Jason, uh, he turned 40, and he's a huge Justin Bieber fan. Yeah. Remember, oh, yeah. we got him that Justin Bieber blow-up doll. Yeah. That looked nothing like Bieber. I was really disappointed in that. Well, it was weird, because it was just really, like, small. It was oh. very childlike. Yeah, it was, it, well, so was like the doll Bieber. that... Yeah, so was the doll that we got yeah, our that's other true. buddy. Yeah. They're very small, they're short. They don't make them life-size, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. But why they really put don't clothes on it? I'm gonna guess he's a very lonely man. I guess that way he gets to undress it. Maybe that's part of his thing. Yeah, part yeah. of his thing. Weird. It really does look like a balloon, though, right? Like you can see the plastic seam. There's no fingers. I guess, but it's I guess from uh, the street level. How many stories up would that be? Like three? Yeah, about three. Yeah, yeah maybe from three stories down, it would look human. But they would have had the same picture we're looking at. Oh, I, no, I think that picture was taken by the police. Well, then yeah. they should have known. <laughs> Once they got in. I think that's from oh, in the I room. Oh, I see. That's yeah. from inside. Yeah, because you can see she's standing in front of the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, what do you do if you live in a city uh, and you don't have a lot of green space in your backyard, but you really want to catch some rays? Well, police were also called out to this scene, and this, in fact, is a real woman. Uh, this is in Russia. Neighborhood police say that they have uh, really done nothing about a woman who is opening up the window to her apartment and sunbathing by hanging her legs and her butt out of a second-story window every single day. What? Why? 
Well, she lives in a high rise. Yeah. And it looks like she's putting some sort of like a mat or a bed. So there's no balcony off her window? There's no balcony, no. And she's just hanging her butt and her legs. Uh, Locals say they're concerned about how the skin show is visible to children. (laughs) Police, though, in in Russia are saying they Mm. are not stopping her. (laughs) <laughs> she can do whatever she, she wants. Whatever <laughs> she wants. Apparently, right across the street, there's a children's art center not far from the building. People have been taking pictures of the woman's legs and butt hanging out of her window. <laughs> she just really wants to get her tan and on. she just it. really wants to get her tan on. You always see this on vacation, too. Like, last time uh, when we went on vacation, we were in uh, Mexico, laying on the beach. And, you know, you look back at the big complex... Yeah, and you look at the balconies, and there's a lot of nudes walking around. Remember that one dude? Oh yeah, I do remember. Him that. and his wife—they walk up to the glass railing. They stand there and they're like, Ooh, "Oh yeah, great ocean view." And it's literally over the the food area, yep. the buffet area, the pool. Oh yeah, yeah. We like, saw all of it: wang, oh, boobs, fronts, backs, everything. That- they they bend over to get into the oh. pool on the oh, deck, yeah. and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> that's a balcony, though. She's halfway out the picture. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a balcony. She's halfway out the window. That's that's no balcony. That's extreme sunbathing. That is extreme. <laughs> I love, though, how the Russian police are like, yeah, we're not going to stop here. Stop her. Uh, this quote here says, the older ladies in the neighborhood, because <laughs> she's got a nice body. She's got mm. beautiful legs and a nice butt. Yeah. The older ladies here have collected signatures to go to the police, but it hasn't stopped. The lady continues to sunbathe. Oddly enough, it's right across from police headquarters. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I love Russian men. I was at Home Depot the other day. Mm-hmm. And I bought um, some ferns mm-hmm. just because I needed to put, uh, you know, something beachy-like in a more of a shady spot. So I bought three ferns and I had a cart. And uh, the guy who was helping me was a nice, nice young man. Mm-hmm. He was wearing a white t-shirt with a, with, uh, with a red lettering across it said Rorusha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then his, uh, his Home Depot, you smock. know, smock. Mm-hmm. And as he's ringing me through, he asks me if I need help to my vehicle. I thought it was very nice. Yeah, yeah. And I said, no, no, I'm okay. And he looked at me and he went, you are a strong and independent woman. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you a strong, independent woman because for buying he plants? Because I turned down the ferns. Because you can haul your own plants. And I stood there for a second and I looked at him and I went, yep. And he was like, yes. You know that just really turned him on. Guys, I <laughs> sauced my ass out of that Home Depot. Yeah. I bet you did. Just oh, I just pranced it. it yeah. strong left, as, oh, yeah. right. Left, right. <laughs> I took that as a compliment. I thought he was very... Maybe when you're done, you come plow Igor's yard. Yes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> strong and independent woman. That's such a Russian compliment. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was. And yeah. she goes to her car, rolls the window down, and does what this lady does. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to suntan up my car window here. <laughs> All righty, a couple of things going on in sports. First of all, it's safe to say that the Oklahoma City Thunder fans are not very happy that Kevin Durant is leaving to join the Golden State Warriors. Over the last couple of days, uh, social media has exploded with Thunder fans burning their jerseys the same way the Cav fans burned theirs back in 2010. Damn. Uh, like fire pits... Fireworks. I don't get why people burn the jerseys. They're, yeah, they're not hurt. cheap. They're hurt because yeah, Durant's... jerseys aren't cheap. No. Oh, I see what Just you send them a tweet. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Because right? you don't want to spend like another 150 well, bucks yeah. on a jersey. They're not going to wear that Durant jersey again, though. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> it's sort of dead to them anyway. Yeah, yeah so of course, uh, Kevin Durant deciding to join the Warriors... And he uh, really ticked off a lot of people. CFL making a pretty clear statement to their players. Any physical contact, no matter the severity, is off limits. Listen to this story. It's a little strange. Montreal receiver 
Adron Carter was taunting Ottawa's bench last week and bumped head coach Rick Campbell. Hmm. Now, Campbell didn't exactly try to get out of the way, but the CFL suspended Carter for one game. Now, suspensions in the CFL are super rare. Uh, they're saying that Campbell was not doing enough to avoid contact with the head coach during his taunting, hmm. so they fined him as well. Damn. When was the last time they suspended someone? I... Everyone's just blown away. I don't know. CFL is so friendly. Right? Usually, <laughs> usually they are. It's the friendly game. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> now, up for uh, Edmonton Eskimos, they, of course, are taking on the Rough Riders coming this Friday. All right. Uh, it is going to be an all right day today, a little on the cool end. A small chance that we could see some rain, only 18 for the high. It is 619, and we are at 14 degrees. Good morning. <laughs> Alrighty, I want to read you guys a couple of texts here over people who have pulled over to buy... Um, oh, the roadside ice, seafood? The roadside seafood, yeah. <sighs> you can't do it. We're in the prairies. We are that's, in the prairies, that yeah. seafood has traveled a long distance. Is it fresh? Yeah, that's true. Would you pull over to buy uh, fruit or vegetables? Um, yeah, the fruit. Fruit and vegetables, I'd have no problem doing. Like the BC cherries just or whatever? Like any sort of meat, seafood? No. You're not, not doing? No. Uh, this text here says, in Nova Scotia, the only way to buy lobster or fresh fish is out of a truck. Most likely, it's the fisherman himself selling it. He probably caught it that day. See, I would do that in Nova Scotia because the ocean is right there. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's a good point. Right? I would trust that. Versus down the Kiwi 2 in the middle of a field, there's a sign that says scallops and lobster. No, I'm good. You're not doing it? No, I don't I'm know. Good. I think I might. No. Another one here says, good morning, guys. I'm from Nova Scotia. And I bought seafood off of trucks many times. Mm. Nothing bad has happened to me here in the prairies. So he knows that it's, uh, you know, it's fresh food coming in from Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. And he says market value for a lobster Five ninety nine a pound. Oh, I really guys, overpriced my yeah, lobster. You, <laughs> I, I was pegging it at like twelve bucks a pound. <laughs> yeah, because you said yeah, twelve bucks. Yeah, no, huh. five ninety nine. Another one here says, "Good morning, guys." There used to be a seafood truck on Highway sixteen A by the old propane place. See, once again, now that's a sketchy location too. Is it by some old condemned propane place? You're now selling seafood. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, I might as well open a seafood joint at that gas station I was talking about on the QE2. Yeah, you might as well. Was that Bear Hills or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I want to do a quick poll with you guys. What have you bought off of someone from the uh, side of the road? Mm-hmm. What have you seen set up on the side of the road? I mean, we all know about the uh, the wolf blankets. Yeah, I bought a wolf Those blanket. Those are a big one. I bought one in Enola, Manitoba. There was a oh, nice, did you? Yeah, there was a nice truck set up. In the parking lot of the gas station. Yeah, I picked it up. I had that wolf blanket for quite some time. Was it of the wolf? Yeah, it was the wolf. Wolf yeah. howling at the moon. I was driving down, uh, what was it? I think it was Highway 14 the other day, and the, there was a truck at one of the gas stations that was set up, mm-hmm. and the blanket was blowing in the wind, and it was a big picture of Snoop Dogg. So- <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I had to- <laughs> I had you to didn't look- buy it? No, I didn't, oh. I didn't pull over to buy it. No, no, no. Uh, this text here says, hey, guys, there's a guy that sells chainsaws on the side of the road on the way to Alberta Beach. Is that sketchy or not? Why does he have a surplus of chainsaws? Chainsaws, I don't know. A couple of people are texting in him uh, that they've seen him. Highway 43, just off of 16. Yeah. The guy there has chainsaws that are for sale right out of the back of his truck. I've bought firewood, right? In the summertime, if you're going camping, you'll see stacks on the side of the road. You can pull over, buy. Uh, you can buy the egg cartons of golf balls. 
Oh, I haven't seen that for a while. Yeah, that one's a good one. Hmm. Kids that go clean out golf courses and then sell them. <laughs> Another one here says, hey, guys, I'll hit up the seafood truck on the Yellowhead at the one at 127th right at Alberta Cycle. No, why? Good stuff through there. I don't know about that. You wouldn't do it? Nah, no, I'm not touching that. Stereos? No. Not no, God, no. You cares? No, we all know about the stereo guys. <laughs> Here's another one. says, hey, guys, there's also a guy on Highway 43 heading up to Whitecourt mm-hmm. that sells camping chairs out of the back of his truck. You know the fold-up ones? How, once again, how does he have a surplus <laughs> no of <idea>. chairs? <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. All right. Well, all, while you're all off to your work, uh, you know, your jobs this morning. And we're sitting here at work this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not out of the ordinary to sit around and dream of what you really want to be doing. Or, you know, if you could retire right now. Like vacationing and stuff? Sure. Yeah. What would you rather be doing? Well, there's been a lot of speculation re- recently as to what President uh, Barack Obama might do once his term is up in January. Uh, we've had it in the news before that he's talked about owning an NBA team. Right, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Uh, he's also talked about maybe doing some uh, philanthropic work. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going to go and, you know, the likes of Angelina Jolie. Yeah, go Who knows? Out. Yeah. But reportedly he hasn't settled on a plan yet. But it looks like he's got one in the works. I'm going to say Hollywood. Oh, you think he's going to be an actor? Absolutely. He's going to cash in on that. Really? An actor? Um, you, you can't see oh, that? Although you're yeah, right. I can see that happening. Yeah, he's in that... Uh, I keep seeing the promo on TV for... I think it's uh, iRobot or Robot Man. Oh, yeah. What's that? Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's always in that one. Mm-hmm. Non-stop. Well, he is not going to be a Hollywood actor. He is, in fact, going to open up a t-shirt shack what? in Hawaii. No, he's not. He said that he's always dreamed about about owning either a bar or a shack mm-hmm. on the beach. And he said he's got the money to do it. And he most likely will be retiring in Hawaii and uh, opening up some sort of a shack that sells trinkets or drinks. Like, yeah, that does sound like an okay time, an okay retirement. But he's freaking President Obama. Do you and know he's how open a tourist t-shirt yes. shack? Do you know how busy that tourist well, yeah, t-shirt shack loads, would be? Yeah. But what is is he selling local merchandise or just his face on everything? No, he said that <laughs> it will only be one size t-shirts, medium. What? <laughs> this is what he said. It sounds like a big internet rumor. <laughs> one color, white. Mm-hmm. And he said because his dream is he will no longer have to make any decisions. Medium white t-shirts for sale. Yeah. By former President Barack Obama on the beach in Hawaii. Because he doesn't want to make any more decisions. No, so now he doesn't even have to decide on ordering. <laughs> medium medium Play, white. Place the same order every week. Every single time. Yeah. And when people come to his shack to buy his t-shirt, there's no decision making. You mm. get a medium white t-shirt <laughs> and that's the end of it. Uh, it doesn't sound that appealing anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would love to open a t-shirt shack on the beach of Hawaii. A, one, a one-size shirt. One size shirt, sure. Yeah. Would never have to do anything again. No. Mine would be like Crash's Tourist Emporium. Oh, it sounds too big. Why? Because it sounds like I one of those sell giant everything, ones. including local. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Right? You gotta I make... guess it would be a tourist emporium. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to make some cash. I want to know from you guys if you could do anything in the world right now that would make you money. Now, it still has to be a job. Mm-hmm. Are we talking legal? 
No, it doesn't even have to be legal. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll let our minds go. If yeah. you could do anything in the world right now to make money, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a lot of money, what would it be? But it still has to be a job. Hmm. Can you make money off a beach bar? Yes. Because that was that's the first thing I would do. Yeah. But would you work it? No. I would. Well, I mean, you would have to. It's a job. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, I would work it. But by you working it, is you working the crowd? No. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. All right. If you could quit the life and actually work your dream job. What would it be? Uh, We're talking about this because President Barack Obama, when he's all finished up in uh, January, there's been a lot of speculation of what he's going to do. Now, there's been talk about him owning an NBA team. And most recently, uh, he's hinted at the fact that he just might do something super simple, like owning a T-shirt shack on the beach in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and sell it to tourists. And obviously, everyone's going to go to former President Barack Obama's T-shirt shack. He would have to splash his face all over that, Oh, I'm sure. It'd be like... Obama's tees. You know, that's probably what it would be called. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a, the names of working progress. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to know, you would have to make money at it, but if you could do whatever you wanted mm-hmm. and still get by and be able to, you know, provide for yourself, what would be your absolute dream job? Uh, Ginge, I know you're doing your dream job right now. <laughs> oh, obviously. Yeah. Just, yeah. just living the dream over there. <laughs> you're living it up. Uh, if you could do something else that would be living it up. Anything. Yeah, what would it be? I've always thought a good gig, besides sitting here with you two, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting Mars or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> a hot balloon operator. Like wow. a hot air balloon operator. Yeah. Because you get to, all you do is you just pull that cord to fire some <laughs> flame yeah. into the balloon. Yeah. And you can't do it wrong. Because you just go where the wind goes, right? They don't actually steer that thing, do You're they? You're probably offending every hot air balloon air balloonist. Is yep. that what they're called? I don't think they went to school for a no. long time to be a hot air balloonist. Well, I think you need to know like air pressure How to and pull gas. cords. I don't think it's that easy. They can't. You can't steer it. The wind just goes where you go. Well, Ginge, I've got good news for you. Did you know that Uber is starting up a Uber oh hot air balloon? Oh my god! <laughs> Uber balloons. Uber balloons. <laughs> This feels like nineteen, like eighteen twenties <laughs> travel. You'd have guys with like those pilot yeah. goggles yeah. flying oh, yeah. in. Yeah. You want Ubers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can Uber a hot air balloon what now. What a great idea. Yeah. I, I guess I could almost pick you up from home, right? Like but you could have a balloon come and pick you up to come to the show in the morning. I don't think that's a very uh, effective form of travel. I guess no, no. traffic. No yeah, traffic, no away traffic. you go, yeah. float around. Although if uh, you're late, like you wake up late, you're like, yeah. okay, I'll be there in two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the wind's blowing north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I might not, in, I might not, not make it in today. In. <laughs> uh, this text here says, I would love to write and uh, travel a fitness blog. In other words, I go to like fitness resorts all over the world, <sighs> and I just write about them. I read travel blogs, and yeah. people have done that, and I just, yeah. You always see job postings for that, too, right? Yeah. Where they'll yeah. pay you to travel the world and yeah. explore certain hotel chains. I'm on my way to the Sloth Sanctuary. Mm. The minute I get a chance. Yeah, you'd work that? Oh, see you later. Covered in sloths. But what, would you be okay if they're not paying you? No, I, they would have to pay me. Like, a uh-huh. little bit. I don't know if there's a market to stand around the Sloth Sanctuary. <laughs> 
Well, there is. I mean, I don't need to, you know, just sloth hugs. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's more voluntary basis. Is that? Okay. I don't think that's business. What about Elephant Sanctuary? Once like, again, I think you're volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. All right, here's a few things that are going on. First of all, uh, the city wants to add a second parking area at Terwilliger Park. However... Uh, they do want to talk to that neighborhood first. Mm. So they're making the announcement. Basically, there's that off-leash area at Terwilliger Park. And apparently, it is so overrun with people taking their dogs there yeah. and enjoying the park that they want to add 112 new spaces on a gravel lot. Hmm. I think that's... That's I great think people idea. will be like, yeah, yeah People sure. are using it, why not? You know, whatever. We're going down there. We, you know, mm-hmm. our dogs need to walk. We need to walk. We yeah. got to park. So uh, there is a survey posted online if you're from that neighborhood and if you want to follow the links. Uh, they are going to be talking about environmental studies and lots and all other government goobly gab mm. until they actually get it going. The survey will run for the next couple of weeks up until July 17th. Mm. So, oh, and if you're in the park as well. Uh, city staff will be handing out questionnaires. So when you see them, run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They oh, want me geez. to do a survey. The government <laughs> wants me to do another survey. I'm out. All right. Business magazine Alberta Venture has released its annual list of the province's 50 most influential people. Now, what does it take to be considered among the top 50 of 4.2 million Albertans? Well, you have to have a profound influence over some important aspect of society. Mm. Crash, you did not make. Damn it. Mars, I did not make. You didn't make it. No one made it. And Ginge, I hate to say it, but you do not have a profound influence (laughs) over some important aspect of society. This is like the 30th year in a row I haven't made this list. (laughs) (laughs) Since I was born, I've been waiting for this list. That's right. Well, this year's list spans from a farmer to a CFL CEO, a music festival manager to a banker, a number of politicians, including, of course, Premier Rachel Notley. Morning show didn't make it. No. The Crash Mars show not on the list. We are not having a profound influence. Now, who's picking? Or is this vote-based? I don't know, actually. I think it's... Uh, like, ultimately, who's deciding? Why you want who to... Who is uh, amazing? Well, we'll get them on the show. Some, we'll, we'll grease some palms. palms. <laughs> yeah. I'll give them a Kelly Clarkson CD I have on my desk. Yeah, I, I have an old Creed CD, too. Yeah, hey, why not, right? <laughs> I mean, who's this guy? Paul Douglas, president and CEO of PCL Edmonton? Come on. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> what a CD done. Right? What has he done, really? Daryl Cates, every year, Cates. We'll play you now, Wows. Yeah, every that's, every that's year. Pretty, pretty intense, right? Well, the list of the 50 most influential Albertans is, of course, interesting. Uh, if you want to give that a Google and mm. check it out. All right, this is interesting. Speaking of Google, uh, they've released the most popular things that Canadians are searching or that is Canada-related on Google. Tim Horton's locations. Yes, that's actually number oh, one. Is that, is no. That, no, are you kidding? Come on. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's one of the top ones. Oh, I was just kidding with that. <laughs> it's one of the top ones. Now, outside of our own country, here's what people around the world are searching when yeah. it comes to Canada. Mm. So this is people not living in Canada wanting to know about Canada. They are searching the following. Number five, where is Fort McMurray? Mm-hmm. Number four, is weed legal in Canada? Mm-hmm. Number three, what is the capital of Canada? Number two, what time is it in Canada? And the number one thing that people outside of our country are Googling, how to move to Canada. Hey, that's the number one That's thing. the number one thing. Everyone wants to know how to get here. Hmm. 
because we got the goods. Yeah. And then locally, we're Googling Timmy's and location. Then, oh, yes. Okay. So here's what I got. I, I can't believe that. Okay. Locally, uh, the number one thing that people are Googling is, this is strange to me, uh, where is Tim Hortons? And then number two is, where is the bay? That's so Canadian. <laughs> is number three like how to seal my igloo? <laughs> Mine would be is the bay still open? I know. <laughs> uh, the rest is uh, the rest of the list is about like campsites, canoeing, no. uh, along no. national parks. Yeah, really. So that's it what is people in our country are googling. Typical Canadian. Yeah. Now, now on to what's really important is food. Mm. Here's what Canadians are googling when it comes to food. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is strange. I got all 10 here. Poutine better be on there. It's not. What? It is not. Oh. When it comes to food, number 10, mashed cauliflower. Mm. I've actually Googled that recently. Yeah. I do love a good mashed cauli. Okay. Surprisingly tasty. <laughs> Haddock, mm. Greek salad, lasagna, chocolate-covered strawberries, apple pie, chicken cacciatore, mm-hmm. butter tarts, number two, oh, most Google thing in Canada, Mojitos. Mm. <laughs> and number one, chicken drumsticks. Ah, oh, see, we love our chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's why chicken burgers are becoming so popular. I guess we do. Yes. Is there anything on that list that would be considered, like, Canadian? No. I guess maybe a chicken drumstick. Butter I tart? Is Canadian. Is butter tart Canadian? Because I'll eat a tray a week. I feel like that's English. Tarts always feel very English to me. Do they? He does, though. He'll buy a tray oh. from... He'll get the Super Pack from yeah. Superstore. Love the uh, pecan tarts. Yeah. He'll eat them nonstop. They're just shoveled in his face. Oh, they're so good. It tastes... It's almost too good to be English, though. Their food's generally, you know, uh, Bland. garbage. Yeah. 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 yeah, and ours have flavor. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. <laughs> now nah, it's Canadian tart. <laughs> now, when it came to Canada Day and what was going on for celebrations, uh, the top three provinces that were Googled for our Canada Day celebrations, number three, mm. Alberta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number two, Nova Scotia, and number one, British Columbia. Nice. There you go. All right, ladies, if you're like me and you're not married and you're over the age of 25, (laughs) (laughs) if you are, let's say, a self-proclaimed late bloomer in life, then you might want to check this out. If you just can't meet a man uh, or if you can't meet another woman and you're thinking, you know what? I'm just so damn great. I'm going to marry myself. There is now an agency in British Columbia that is setting that up for you. And apparently, it is gaining steam fast. There's no way that can be legal, though, right? Is that a legal document? I guess so. Well, I guess who are you going to fight, though? Uh, yeah, right? Self-marriage is definitely a thing. It began in Northern California and the UK over a decade ago. Now it's made its way into Canada. Canadian women are not only beginning to marry themselves... But there's a service in BC that helps you plan your big day. It's everything down to the dress. So you literally do a whole wedding. Yes. You walk down the aisle. Yes. You stand there alone. Yes. Well, that sounds very sad. It does yes. sound very sad. You <laughs> yeah. can have a cat with you, maybe. You could, yep. Um, you have your bridesmaids, your family. They, they do the whole routine. They do the whole routine. You can get married like at the courthouse. You can go beachside in BC. You can have it at a church if you want. Hmm. So that's, uh, if someone wants the big day, but they just haven't found someone, you yeah. can go through with that. It's called Marry Yourself Vancouver. Or a cash grab. Yeah, or that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wedding planning and consulting on service for solo brides looking to get married to themselves. What happens, let's say these brides uh, eventually meet like a man or woman they want to marry. They have to get divorced. Do they? They have to. Like, is this legal or is this? There's no way it's legal. <laughs> it's got to be just like, no, a, hey, here's a fun certificate would you yeah. would, would you go would you humor someone 
Okay, like, let's say, I guys, know. I make the announcement that I'm getting married to myself in yeah. Vancouver next summer. Yeah. And I invite you guys to go. Are you going? Well, I would probably go for the party. And I'd be worried about your welfare. Like, I'd be like, Mars is not doing well, guys. And we need, to, yeah. we need to go to this. Well, this is a call to, for help. Yeah. We'll all have to be there because yeah. you're going to have a meltdown by midnight. <laughs> Do you think I would? Yeah. I might. Uh, they say they also assist you in throwing a fabulous party to celebrate your single self. Mm. Uh, there is not yet a service for guys if you guys want to go and marry yourselves as well. Hmm. Well, how much different could it be? Well, I don't know. I guess you put on a tux, you rent a hall. Well, yeah, it's the same deal with the tux. You go. Apparently, though, uh, the desire to get married isn't as intense for men yeah. as it is for women who want the <laughs> you weird. Don't, you don't say. <laughs> hey. our, the only difference with ours is there's way more tears. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. We know that down in the States, um, you know, things are starting to amp up, especially when it comes to the presidential race between, it looks like, Hillary Clinton and, of course, Donald Trump. Well, there is a renowned astrophysicist by the name of Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he has made some pretty big remarks that has people raising their eyebrows right now. He is an American scientist. He's super, super smart. And he's basically said that we are now part of an alien zoo. He said that the weird politics, including Brexit and the American election, are because we have alien overlords that are using us as puppets. And putting Trump in Mm -hmm. for uh, the Republican nominee and Brexit is just uh, an example of aliens using us for their own entertainment. Imagine if that was the case. I actually thought thought about this. We're like a giant ant farm. That's what he said. And they just direct us. Yeah. Little different trails. To see what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says this is most likely what's going on. And then, of course, uh, his colleague, Stephen Hawking, jumped in. And said, yeah, well, you know, could could happen. <laughs> That's basically his <laughs> quote. Great quote. Great quote. Mm-hmm. Do you think that al- we are the puppets of aliens who are playing around with us with Trump and Brexit? It's fun to think about that, but no. No, I control my own life. Oh, do you? Yeah, free will. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. You don't control? Uh, no, I, I don't think you, don't, you, you have... You don't think you, uh, you have any control? Well, no, I mean, I have control over... You know, I'm going to come across something like a crazy person who's going to go marry myself in Vancouver. Okay. But no, I think that your perception of free will and free speech isn't is bigger than what it actually is. Yeah. I'll do what I want when I want. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> isn't this some real like uh like middle of the night hanging out, you know, uh smoking things thoughts like, "Hey man, like what if this yeah. isn't like You would think this is, what if this is like a Matrix sort of, bro? Like, yeah. See when this study was posted. It's probably two in the morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know when this they story... They probably got high. Oh, this guy. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's like this really intelligent guy. He, does, he uh, is. Makes the gamut for talk shows, talking mm-hmm. science and the galaxy, and he hosted that Cosmo show. He mm-hmm. did. But I think he's got a taste for fame now, and he can't let it go. So he'll say... So he'll just say whatever he anything. can. Yeah. To keep people talking about. Well, during this interview, on his tie was a print of the Milky Way. Okay. So. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, when you get evicted from a place, uh, you know that it uh, it sucks. It sucks being evicted. Mm-hmm. It sucks being told that maybe your house is going up for sale and you can no longer rent it. Uh, it sucks when you throw a huge party and then the owners of your place come out and say, you've got to go. Well, this guy in Florida uh, got very angry after he was recently evicted from his mobile home park. As you do, right? 
Uh, he was evicted because he wasn't taking care of his property and he had some unruly behavior. So what did he do? Well, he waited a couple days, ate as much food as he possibly could, and then pooped in a five-gallon bucket over a week. Oh, no, no. Snuck back onto the property where he was evicted from and dumped his five-gallon bucket of poop into the community swimming pool. Oh, oh that is nasty. I thought you were going to say he threw it all over the trailer. Well, that, to me, would have been the smarter move, right? To yeah. go from trailer to but he trailer. he dumped it in the trailer park pool? Yeah. Ugh. Now, he did it at night, so when the children went to go play in the pool the next morning... <laughs> oh, no! They didn't play around it, did Some they? Some of them got in. Yeah. No, they... You would see that there's a disaster in the pool. If you were a kid, though, you don't know. You're running and doing a cannonball ball right into the pool, right? I think you know if there's, like, tumbling logs down the river in the pool. Mm. Five a week's worth, though, it'd be a, just a slurry. There wouldn't be anything solid. It was, it was a slurry. They said there was nothing solid about it. The pool had to be drained and cleaned. Uh, he stuck around to watch people jump into the pool. <laughs> like those arsonists who stayed yes. the fire. And that is, of course, why he was arrested. All right, if you're looking for something to Google today, uh, you need to Google this dude. He is making the rounds on the Internet. He is a 24-year-old weightlifter. His name is Sahad... Uh, Garibi, he is now being touted the Iranian Hulk. He literally looks like the Hulk. I think. Yeah, I saw a picture. Have you of seen him. this yeah, dude? I saw it last night. Whoa. Yeah, he is a beast. He is a beast of a man. He kind of looks like uh, uh, our buddy Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> Right? If someone like blew like air into him, like he's yeah. almost he's so oh, yeah. small. Yeah. He's 350 pounds. He's 24 years old. He is also known as the Persian Hercules. He can lift up to 386 pounds, which is obviously more than he weighs. Uh, he's quite famous on Instagram Instagram right now with 62,000 followers. I'm going to post a picture of him on our Snapchat. Yeah, he is uh, absolutely huge. There's lots of pictures of him with normal-sized people, and they look so small. Mm-hmm. So give that a Google if you're looking for a super big guy. All right, if you're wondering, um, you know, what's going on with the Olympics and why are people pulling out of it? Well, Oslo wanted to host the 2022 Winter Games, but they decided against it. The reason being is because the International Olympic Committee had a huge list of demands for special treatment. And so Oslo said, you know what, you guys can just suck it. Here are uh, a list of some of the things that the IOC wanted Oslo to provide for them. Okay, and this is like just the committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't the athletes. This is just the Olympic Committee. Uh, they demanded to meet the king prior to the opening ceremony. Afterwards, they had to put on a cocktail reception. Drinks would all be covered mm-hmm. for the IOC. Separate lanes should be created on every single road where the <laughs> International Olympic Committee would travel. Wow. They were not to be used by regular people or the public. I think that's a big problem with the Olympics, right? Yeah. Like, there's always drama surrounding them. Always. The hotel bars need to extend their hours to extra late for the IOC. Their mini bars must stock only Coke products. The IOC president shall be welcomed ceremoniously on the runway when he arrives. <laughs> what? You're not royalty. The IOC members should have separate entrances and exits to and from the airport. During the opening and closing ceremonies, a fully stocked bar should be available for all IOC. Do they think they're like giant rock stars? I think stars? they think they're giant it rock stars. It feels like a concert rider. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, that's brutal. Meeting rooms for IOC members shall be kept at exactly 20 degrees Celsius at all times. <laughs> that is a good temperature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're not as crazy as we thought. <laughs> Fully stocked bar in the room set at 20, I'm down. And the IOC members shall be greeted with a smile when arriving at their hotel. Wow. By everyone. There's a whole list of it. I just read off some of the more extreme ones. I could only imagine, too, what the uh, head of the IOC makes. Like oh, a, my gosh. Right? I have no I bet idea. You it's like millions of dollars. Uh, it could be what he thinks he's royalty. Mm-hmm. They also say all hot food offered in the lounges at venues for the IOC needs to be replaced at regular intervals so that they don't have to risk having to eat several meals at this in the same lounge at the same time. Wow. I would like a plethora of food. Yeah. Every five minutes. Last year, um, IOC President Thomas Bach was to receive 225,000 euros. I don't believe that. Well, that's un- that's what's reported. Yeah. So it's about 400,000 bucks. No. But they're filthy with the bribes. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anyone that demands their own lane be built. Yeah, they're yeah. not making 400000 Yeah, that's right. He's also taking $4 million in bribes that year, so there you go. All right, it's going to be, you know, on an okay day today. Kind of cool, though. A uh, small chance of some showers. We're only going to see 18 degrees for the high today. It is 720, and we're sitting at 14. Good morning. It's probably, um, you know, pretty well known that when it comes to sad songs or breakup songs, Adele is the go-to, especially off of her last album. And I mm-hmm. mean, even Hello, like yeah. that's a pretty, you know, crazy song. So she recently did an interview where people asked her what was her, you know, what's her go-to sad songs mm-hmm. uh, when like for breakups or when she's just depressed. And she listed off um, a few of her tracks yeah. that she says are her go-tos when... Um, she called them breakup songs, but we'll just say when you're super depressed. Uh, she said Bonnie Raitt, believe it or not. Oh, not Bonnie Raitt. I Can't Give, Make You Love Me. Oh, not. Give me something to talk about. Not necessarily okay. a breakup song. <laughs> Mumford and Sons, After the Storm, was on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cosmic Love by Florence and the Machine. Mm. This Year's Love by David Gray. Uh, Katy Perry, believe it or not. Not Like the Movies. All I Could Do Is Cry by Etta James. Hmm. Uh, she said that those are her top picks when it comes to sad songs or breakup songs. Yeah. If we've done shows on that where we play them, we've all had great cries. Well, I figured since my eyes are already watering into You're halfway there. Ripping down my face right now. Yeah. Uh, what I want to know from you guys, what is your go-to sad song or your go-to breakup song? Do you have one? Here, I'll, I'll fire Mars oh. up here. Which one is it? Which one are you going to get? Oh, yeah. This is... Right? Yeah. Oh, that'll get some real tears This one, uh, Old James Blunt, 1973. I'm not feeling overly sad today. But, but uh, this song is usually a... Uh, we'll wait for the vocal to kick in. No, yeah, it's getting... See, it cuts you. You're getting older. Yeah. Yeah, you are. This song makes me more upset about the stage of my life, more so than breaking up. Not necessarily breakups or past relationships. Is that you're a failure? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Didn't know James Blunt was that powerful. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little more like that. Mm. But yeah, this is still, this is one of those songs that really gets me. Yeah. 
Yeah. I bet you that's a big one for a lot of peeps. So I want to know from you guys, and maybe it's not even a breakup song right now, but remember when you were like a teen and you were, you know, over emotional and teens mm-hmm. were breaking up with you left, right, and center? Is there a breakup song that sticks out in your head? What was your teen jam? Oh, gosh. I have to think about teen jams. Probably like something dumb, like PM Dawn. What? Set a bliss on memory drift of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. Okay, think back to uh, when you were a teen. You went through a couple breakups. Yeah. What was that song that you'd crank in your bedroom and just cry? Yeah, uh, you guys have some really good ones, which is nice. Uh, this text here says, Jan Arden insensitive in the 90s. Ooh. I look back on it now and I think, what was my problem? Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, you had bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> we all did, though, I back know. then. So I, saw right? th- I saw this dude texted in. Little Richard Marks. Oh, God. Yeah, this one has like the world's longest intro too, right? Of course it there does. There we go. I had this tape. Oh, really? Or CD. Maybe it was a CD. Who who suggests who somebody, texted this somebody in? Somebody bought it for me for my birthday. That's so bad. That's a bad one. That's, so bad. that's a very bad one. Uh, well, this one says, hey guys, back in the 90s, my go-to cry song was Anne Murray, You Needed Me. Oh, <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, this was uh, my go-to on uh, a few years back. Sure. Wait for it. There's a big thing. A on. big thing happening here. All right. Damn. Oh, every time, Crash. Right? You still play this song. This isn't your 90s go-to. Why well, not? I'm still milking it. Yeah, like, you, you haven't moved I on. I have a bad day. Oh, this is all you hear cranked up my window. Once again, it's not that sound of a song. It's feeling so close. Oh, God. You like it? No, I just Does it make don't. you sad? Why does it make no. you sad? It's a sad song. I don't know, because there's... no p.m. dawn i'll tell you that <laughs> nothing is p.m. dawn uh jump to lee here how you doing today well i'm not i'm not single so <laughs> okay, well, that's, oh, well, good, that's good that's yeah, a good start to the day anybody yeah <laughs> so what, what's your uh your uh, song that just gets you it's called I, I think it's by rock set it's called what about love oh it it must have been love it must have been love yes yeah why does that one just get you i don't know just like you know where she's like you know um, it must have been good, but I lost it somehow. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, I, I remember when I broke up with a guy many, many years ago, and that was the big, you know, rock set was big at the time. And oh, oh yeah, that one you, had me crying. You put it on. You, yeah, that's you right. Punched your pillow. Yep. You wiped your tears with your your stuffed animal. Belted it out. It must that's have been in love. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, let's see if it has oh, the yeah. same feeling right now. Oh, now it's got that cheesy, like, yeah, 90s to it. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, can, can you still feel it, Lee? Uh, no. No, it's, it's not doing it for you? Wait for it. Wait for it to kick in here. Come on, Roxette. Kick there into it. It must have been <laughs> but it's 
Yes. Yeah. So it still has that effect or what? Uh, a little. Call <laughs> Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. Alrighty, I know we all want to think that we're nice people that don't judge others, but unfortunately, according to science, you judge people even if you don't want to. I have a list here of the top behaviors mm-hmm. that people have that they're constantly judged on. So if someone sees you doing this, they're probably judging you. And it's not necessarily that you have to vocalize it, but just internally, you're judging. You're judging, yes. Uh, and some of these are are terrible. Over what people are being judged over? Yeah, some of them are really bad. Yeah. Uh, we'll do uh, number four here. The way you dress at work. Oh, that's a given. It's like, oh, did you see what Becky wore? Yeah. I can almost see her boob. Do you think that's only <laughs> women or do you think that's dudes too? I don't think dudes really judge each other for what they For wear. what they wear? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, here's what dudes do judge each other on. Yeah. Men's hairstyles. Really? Apparently, guys will judge, like, you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. But if you're talking to another man, yeah. you're immediately assessing him on what his hairstyle is. Seriously? Yeah. Ginge, have you judged me? Like, when I when I got this hairstyle done, did you, know, you judge me? I've noticed it and liked it. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've ever, because I don't take very good care of myself. <laughs> yeah, so right. I'm not as critical on others' physical appearance. Yeah. But I'll, I'll appreciate something when I like it. I've never complimented you on it. Nice haircut, by oh, the way. thank you very yeah, okay. much. But I've noticed it. Yeah, I've noticed it. Yeah. Okay. You talk about it enough. Like it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Stop yeah. staring at yeah. me. <laughs> uh, spelling. If you're, if you receive like a, a CV or a note or an mm. email from someone, and if their spelling is atrocious or their grammar, you immediately judge someone on that. That's a good one. The grammar, please. They're uh, they're out and yeah, they're everywhere. They are. I'm highly reliant on spell check, um, but I do judge people that send me yeah. stuff. I'm getting caught up right now on Big Brother yeah. and the way they speak. <gasps> oh, those young There's people. There's that one the, girl. Yeah. Oh, she's brutal. She's every time she speaks, I'm like, what? Oh, what? It's like she just found a couple words and put them together. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "There's my sentence." <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> Shake them in a pot and throw them on the table. Yeah, there's right. a sentence. <laughs> it's like Yahtzee. Oh. <laughs> Modern day Yahtzee. That's how you speak on Big Brother, right? Uh, and eye contact when speaking to someone. Mm. You will automatically, even if you don't want to, start judging people if they won't look you in the eye when you're, they're speaking or you're speaking. I love getting those people that won't look you in the eye because I'll move and I'll try catching their eye. Will you? I'm like, moving uh, all uh, over uh, the place. I'm darting around to catch their eyes. Uh oh, yeah. down here. Because I'll I'm stare down people. Yeah. Mm. I want to know from you guys, what is the one behavior that you know you automatically judge? Uh, Crash, you said it was slow people. Yeah. Like if I'm shopping at the mall, grocery store, wherever, and someone is slow as in yeah. front of me, I judge them. I'm judging what you're wearing. I'm judging your hair. I'm judging the way you speak. You, you just certainly- I just full-blown judge you. Yeah. I'm like, get out of the way. We can all agree uh, bad parkers are terrible people, mm-hmm. like when they hog two spots. I don't like it, and no one seems to have a problem with it. Uh, people that don't return their shopping carts. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a problem for me, too. Mm. If I see you like deliberately take your Costco cart and put it up on a boulevard rather than returning yeah. it, I immediately think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 Some of these are really funny. The ultimate thing that you judge someone over. Yes. Uh, this one just says teens. Teen- <laughs> <laughs>
That's awesome. Actually, Crash had a run-in with some really nice teens the other day. They, uh, I did. And I don't know if that's because Crash is looking more and more like a, like an old man, or but was, they, they offered to help you. I was worried because nice. I went to a uh, cardboard recycling uh, bin, yeah. and I had a bunch of cardboard, so I'm breaking it down. I had a lot of cardboard, and these teens rolled up. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, teens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they get out and they're like, sir, do you need some help? I'm like, oh, damn, now yeah. I look like a senior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, scram. They're really nice to you. Yeah, yeah, they're really nice. I was shocked. They were. Uh, this text here says, hey, guys, I will automatically judge someone on music. I saw a couple of guys in an enormous jacked up truck the other day blasting the most atrocious dance music I've ever heard. <laughs> I couldn't help but think to myself, really? You're listening to that? Mm. Do you judge people on music if you hear them blasting it? No, but I, I will look at them to see if they match their genre. Oh, yeah. It's like funny I, when yeah. it doesn't match at all. I saw a guy in a jacked up, like really jacked up truck the other day, and he was blasting uh, Barbie Girl. No, Aqua? Yeah, like loud, 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 going through the Best Buy parking lot. It was hilarious. The funny thing about jacked up trucks is you never know who's driving. No. Right? So you always look. And you never know what they're going to be listening to. Yeah. Uh, this one here says, uh, hey, guys, uh, winged eyeliner. Some people just don't know how to do it. That's oh, when you so do if you, is that is that winged or like cat eye? Uh, well, it can be either. It's winged when you kind of flare it up the top like that. And there's a proper wing? Yeah, there is because like I've done it before where my right eye gets a really nice wing and then my left eye kind of goes down and up and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's underneath your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like lose feeling in that hand. And oh, it, yeah. Oh, whatever. I go out anyways. It happens. It does. Uh, jump to uh, Big Jeff here. The number one thing that you judge someone over. Uh, just I, spitting. I can't stand it. it. drives me crazy. I automatically just think you're you're just crass and, and gross. That's the number one thing that you'll ultimately judge someone over. Uh, it's an instant... You're an ass. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, there's no reason to hawk a loogie on the sidewalk in a store. I've seen that done. That is disgusting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there any acceptable time? I suppose if you're in your home alone and you've got a cold, go for it. Yeah, and Big, public, Big Jeff's not around to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the only acceptable time to spit. <laughs> Great. If I'm nowhere near you, go for it. Exactly, yeah. All right, okay. Thanks for that one, Jeff. You bet. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. All right, here's a few things that are going on. First of all, Canada Post has issued a 72-hour notice to the Canadian Union of Postal Workers, raising the possibility of a work stoppage as early as Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that the notice is in an effort to... Uh, you know, drive them out onto the streets without pay. That's what the CUPW is saying. Uh, so it looks like, it, it, all right now, it looks like they're probably going to walk. We had some cur- uh, couriers text in a little bit earlier. Yeah. They said they've already seen a massive increase in people using them. Oh, I bet. A few weeks back now. Because people are getting ready Just for it. it. Yeah, everyone is talking about it, so everyone's kind of shifting their uh, shipping. Now, Canada Post said the 72-hour notice does not necessarily mean it will shut down on Friday, but the notice means as of Friday, the terms and conditions of the collective agreement will no longer apply, although employees will continue to receive their regular pay. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. Uh, with that, if they move forward with it. All right, this is, uh, it's, it's kind of cute, I suppose. We have the Calgary Stampede, uh, which is going to be kicking off. So a lot of the world's attention is on Calgary. And for whatever reason, uh, this video is going viral right now of a Calgary skateboarder who is seriously pumped about their city council's recent decision to overturn a 30-year-old ban on backyard skate ramps. Mm. 
and this guy just wants to ride a skateboard. And he did one of the quickest interviews in like news history. Yeah. But it was one of the most... Like, it's kind of like a blink-you-miss-it? Yeah, skateboarder <laughs> yeah. interviews ever. Have a listen. A big day for Calgary skateboarders. Today, City Council passed a motion to allow residential ramps. That means riders may not have to spend all their time testing their tricks at the local skate parks. They can stay in their own backyards instead. Jamie Morocker is gathering reaction from the skateboarding community tonight. So, Jamie, are people excited by this? Find out for yourself, Tara. So are you excited about the backyard ramp? I'm so stoked, my dudes. There you have it. People are really excited. And for people who actually plan on building. Hold on, let's back that up here. I'm so stoked, my dudes. Find out for yourself, Tara. So are you excited about the backyard ramp? I'm so stoked, my dudes. There you have it. People are really excited. And for the people who actually plan on building that ramp. Oh, that is hilarious. He just skates off. I'm so stoked, my dudes. What does he say right at the I end? I don't know. He's kind of mumbling it. I'm so stoked, my dudes. Scoot. Skate? 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 Scoot? Scoot. Nonetheless, that's making its rounds on the internet this morning, yep. which is kind of cool. All right, if you're going to be uh, doing some travel... And you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I really want to travel the world, but I'm not sure if I can afford it. Then you may want to listen to this story. I mean, Instagram obviously tells us that there's a lot of people who like to take pictures traveling, like to take pictures of their food. And if you're not the person traveling, then you do have heavy FOMO, which Crash said he's been experiencing. As of late, I have massive FOMO, fear of missing out. The fear of missing out. Yeah, exactly. Well, Air Canada has announced that they're going to launch a platform to crowd crowdfund trips. Really? So like people that can't afford the trips? Yeah. They can, they can uh, what, jump into this pool? It's a group travel gifting site by Air Canada hmm. that allows friends, family, or strangers to contribute to the cost of your next big adventure. That could mean a honeymoon, a grad gift, a do-good trip, uh, or if you need to fly overseas for a funeral. Hmm. Uh, they say rather than you setting up your own GoFundMe page, like, hey, I want to travel Europe. Yeah. I don't have any money. Uh, Air Canada is now going to. Oh, they'll take your money. They're going <laughs> to. Well, they're going to launch the uh, like GoFundMe yeah. like site. Hmm. That's a good idea, I guess. Which is, yeah. is kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all you have to do is decide on a destination, create a profile. Then you can invite friends and family to chip in by sharing through social media. It functions like any other crowdfunding site. But it's Air Canada owned. Hmm. And they're going to make sure they get you to where you want to go. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. All right. This is interesting. Uh, when it does come to social media, Canadians uh, are on it a lot. Statistically, here in Canada, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat like by our population mm-hmm. a lot. Search Crash Mars, all one word, if you want to find us on it. <laughs> there of you those. go. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the motto of today's digital culture is if it's not on social media, it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I Everything see that well. happens on social media now. So a recent survey of Canadians revealed that 75% of people who are on Instagram or Facebook say that their lives are way more exciting on social media than they are in real life. What? 75% oh, of Canadians. That's sad. Like, I guess because when you post on social media, you're only highlighting the exciting points in your life, right? Like, throughout your day? 
Yeah. So when people look at your life, it's just filled with wonderful it's things. It's all the best yeah. stuff. You get the best of the best. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're crying yourself to sleep every night because you're lonely, you're bored, whatever. You're going through bad times. 6% of Canadians admitted that they borrow objects to appear in images to pass off as their own. <gasps> will pose with furniture in stores and act like it's their own. Uh, no, who does that? Although I posed with Lamborghini. Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damn, you did. Yeah, part of the study. You did indeed. I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 75% of Canadians said that their lives on social media are way better than what they are in actual life. Have you ever posed with something? And, and like, tried and to pass it, it off yeah. as my own? No. No. Uh, who took flack? Didn't the Beebs take flack? Because he was laying on some yacht. Oh, and it wasn't and his? He, yeah, and he claimed that it was, was his, his. And yeah. then the internet freaked out. And yeah. then people were like, no, that's nah, a rental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even if it's a rental, it's still kind of yours for the day, isn't it? Well, you know, like if I go, if I rent something through Airbnb or VRBO and I'm posing with it like it's mine. Well, it depends how you pitch it. If you're I just guess. like, hey, I'm just staying here for a week, then fine. But if you're like, my new pad, oh, right, that's go. a problem. Okay. Well, if you are going to be posting on social media today to show everybody how great your life is, there is a new sexy pose for selfies. Mm. Uh, and this one, of course, is taking the internet by storm. The new pose is called finger mouthing. Excuse me? <laughs> okay, let me try this one. It's Is called it? finger mouthing. That's where you strategically position your fingers on or near your lips so you look sexy and flirtatious while also looking shy and mysterious. Okay, I'm going to try posting one on Snapchat here. Apparently, Kylie Jet. No, not like that, oh, Cash. That's-, that's more like Austin Powers. No, okay. <laughs> it's more like this. Oh, I get it. Yeah, oh, there you go. So you're flirtatious but you don't look shy you look tired i have bags yeah oh damn i, went, I meant to redo it and i posted it damn you <laughs> yeah it's kind of like off to the side of your mouth and you're like oh i'm gonna pull this down so not bags yeah and you kind of got to do it. oh 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 yeah that's not that's that's not finger mouthing either <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a bad one. That's a, please post that. That's the best, best picture I've seen. There you go. You want to try that out later on. So you on. just like try, try it with your hands. Really? Yeah. See, so I'm like Why posing. Why are you like reaching though? Well, I'm because my hand is here in my... No, I'm not like that either. You look like you're in pain. No, you've got to kind of like rest your fingers more naturally. This works for dudes too? Yes, it does. Finger mouthing. Uh, look it up. There's a picture on the app there. Oh, I could do the thumb one. What's the thumb one? Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that's finger mouthing. Right, that's finger mouthing. Hey, Ginge, that's working, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is interesting. A new study out of Texas A&M University found that when someone plays with magnets, like magnets, Mm -hmm. they're more attracted to their significant other afterwards. (laughs) Like just a fridge magnet? Yeah. If you play with, like, the old fruits and vegetables that are stuck to the fridge, yeah. And you're like, hey, what's hey. up, what's up, what's up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Researchers say it's because of something called, quote, social priming. It's when your brain starts to think about a concept. Hmm. So you're thinking about, you know, you're using magnets. And you're yeah. thinking about how they either stick, how they, like, you can, like, throw magnets at something. They yeah. stick. They stick together. And that can spread and affect how you think about a lot of different things in your life. So when you play with magnets, your brain is subconsciously thinking about attraction. Hmm. And that spreads to the way that you start thinking about your romantic life. Damn. 
I always loved it when you found the uh, like opposing magnets and you couldn't push them together. You're like, oh yeah, you get together. That was one of my favorite things to do yeah. as a kid. That was good. If you get like the big old like subs, yeah, like eight inch sub speakers, and you put the magnets together and they don't push, and you're like, Ugh. are magnets still big? Are people still doing magnets? I, I don't think so. You guys got magnets at your place, Ginge? Yeah, we got magnets, but not like cool magnets, just like the letter magnets, the oh, skeletons yeah. on the fridge. Were they for you? Well, I need to work on some things, yeah. <laughs> My grammar's not the best. <laughs> the word of the day, Rich puts up. Because <laughs> I thought magnets didn't stick to fridges anymore. Uh, the Stainless steel ones, they don't. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's just the, because the side they of our fridge. They stick to the side. Yeah. You have a beer opener on one side. You bought uh, a couple beer openers yeah, over the weekend. bottle openers, magnets. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we don't have, like, the fun little pictures no. that you put a nice fun picture in. We're opening. Yeah. We're getting drunk. Yeah. 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 These magnets are for work. <laughs> <laughs> these are drinking magnets. That's right. Well, mm-hmm. I remember my mom, I don't know why she had these, but she had two giant magnets, and they were the really powerful ones. Oh, yeah. Where you could push them together, and you could feel that resistance. Mm-hmm. But if you moved just a little out of that field, they would snap together. Yeah. And then it would take you, like, all of your might to pry them apart, and then you would... I liked to see what could uh, what you could keep put between two attracted magnets oh, yeah. and see what the, they could still stick through, like how many pieces of paper you could get in there. Did you ever put magnets on your ears? Yes. Yeah. I remember putting them on my hand. To think, I would think, like, what is happening inside my hand right now? Because <laughs> they're trying to get together, but they right? can't because my can't. hand's in the way. Yeah. Magnets are cool. People are wondering kid. if magnets bring people together, does Velcro cause divorce? Oh. <laughs> Well, that's a red flag. <laughs> right? If you're sitting there playing with Velcro, are you thinking divorce? Could be. Like, this is very easy for me to just rip it off. Yeah. Rip it like off a, like, like a band-aid. Band-Aid. That's why seniors don't last. All those Velcro shoes are like, well, this isn't going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll see you later. Yeah, people love uh, magnets. I know. I like playing with magnets, too. They're fun. Yeah. This one says, I buy magnets when I go on vacation. Really? I have, I have cat butt magnets on my fridge. Oh. <laughs> it's the worst part of the cat. <laughs> and you're highlighting on the fridge. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. It's golden. All right, we know that Brexit has been in the news uh, because it's a you know it's a pretty big political move and it's a pretty big deal. While even though it might have caused um, some strife amongst people, might cause you to rethink what's happening in the world. It also may cause you to rethink literature. Hmm. Now, for those of you who are fa- a fan of the novel Fifty Shades of Grey, you're going to want to listen up because Brexit has now had its first work produced in the form of an erotic novel. What? That was quick. (laughs) It all depicts a relationship between a man and a massive sentient pound coin. What? Whatever that means. (laughs) That sounds erotic. In the book, a giant floating pound coin with an incredible set of chiseled metallic abs and a thick golden rod takes 25-year-old Alex one month into the future offering a haunting vision of the UK a few weeks after the Brexit vote. In London, the Houses of Parliament are ablaze. The River Thames is bubbling like the lava of a molten volcano. And strange creatures dressed as the Queen's Guard, but with leathery reptilian wings... Oh, easy, Mars. You got me all hot. Oh, wow. (laughs) ...are reproducing as much as they can. I bet there's a lot of, like, uh, pulling out... Yeah, there's jokes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah. A lot of pound jokes. Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. pulling out jokes. And apparently this young Brit goes and he has to like repopulate. This does Britain. sound like a book you'd read. Yeah, I mean I might right? check it out. Yeah. What is he about I'm, a young Brit repopulating? That's right up Mars Alley. <laughs> <laughs> now the guy who wrote the Brexit erotica book 
has also uh, been known to write a number of books, including Dinosaur Erotica. What? Like a T-Rex and a Brontosaurus? No, I think it's a T-Rex and a lovely lady. Oh. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can anyone openly admit if they've read books like this? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, that sounds like, who's like your target market? Like eight-year-old boys? Because I remember being into dinosaurs really big when I was like nine. I, I, I was into dinosaurs, so. but not into That's dinosaurs. That's what I mean. And then I got into other things, but they never, the paths never crossed. No, but I think it's for adults. I remember, I think it was a couple months back, maybe even a year, we talked about the Sasquatch erotica. Right, Do yeah. Sasquatica. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I uh, went home after the show that day, and I didn't download like an ebook of it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you preview it, you get like you know a thirty pages or whatever. Yeah. So I started to read it. <laughs> I liked, but I did not download an ebook of it. <laughs> so those were those sounds. Yeah, eh? I did though. I read, and I I don't know if I can get into it, but it's very graphic. Well, we were just talking to Asian Ray yesterday. He brought it up. That sexy gorilla, remember? That made the news. It was just ripped. Oh, yeah. And all these ladies were flocking to his cage because he was getting them hot and bothered. Why so, did he talk about sexy gorilla with us yesterday? I don't know. It's just random. We were talking about the long weekend and reading commercials. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, you guys remember that really hot gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> Brigham Ray brings that up every day, that right? hot gorilla. I know. It's actually background on my yeah. computer, guys. Yeah. This, this is the one I'm talking about. He really got into hot gorilla. I don't know, it's yeah. very strange. But I guess people, <laughs> that works for some people, it, right? It certainly does. Uh, well, if you do want to check out this Brexit erotica novel, uh, it is called Pounded by the Pound. <laughs> Are you serious? It's like Bodie McBoatface of erotica titles. <laughs> Pounded by the Pound. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. pounded by the pound. I gotta get a copy, send it over to Rob. Mm, yeah, Rob needs that right? one. Right? He needs that one, yeah. <laughs> so, there you go if you want to go and check that out. All right, this is uh, kind of funny. For those of you who have ever had a cat go missing, you know that it can be really sad because you miss your pet. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what happened to Kitty Cat. For the most part, you probably think that it's gone off to Kitty Cat College. Yeah. Uh, well, a woman in Bloomingdale, Illinois, is a little upset because she found her missing cat after two years. After she saw it in the window of a family a few doors down. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd be so ticked off. <laughs> How do you get your cat back? Well, apparently this cat was microchipped. So oh, okay. it proved that the cat, you know, would belong to the other family. Mm-hmm. Please say there's no criminal intent in this case. However, the family that had the cat for the last two years is saying, you're not getting this cat back. But the cat's chipped. Suck it. That's what they're saying. They have now both lawyered up. Mm-hmm. The family that stole the cat, or I guess adopted the cat, just recently put their house up for sale. And they're, they're threaten- moving away now? <laughs> they're threatening to move to an undisclosed location, and they're taking Joey with them. Damn. I would fight for my animal. Yeah, but this, the woman whose animal it originally was yeah. can't get it back. This family's like, nope. But what if you found out? Uh, where did you get triggered from? Was like from a shelter? Or a- yeah, from a farm. Let's say that farm was, you know, that cat had wandered onto that farm and then they gave it to you. Yeah. And the original trigger owner wanted his cat back. Oh, he's not getting it back. Yeah, he's not getting it back. <laughs> <laughs> can, yeah, but he's no microchipped. Way. Let's but say he's If chipped. he's microchipped, that's tough, right? But you love him now. But yeah, I would, I would do whatever I can to keep him. Yeah, well, they're saying that part of the reason why this cat, uh, the people won't give it up is because Joey is very beautiful. That's is literally what is they're Joey all... Is Joey a stunning cat? Joey is a stunning cat. Yeah, like a show cat? It looks like yeah. a show cat, yeah. 
Yeah, you fight for that you one. You do fight yeah, for that one. You get a sexy cat. You keep that cat. Because <laughs> here's, uh, here's a picture I've got here of Joey. That's... He is, uh, let me know if you think that's a sexy cat. Oh, wow. That's, that's a, a furry cat. cat. Yeah, that's a furry white cat. Joey looks happy. Yeah, Joey does look Whose happy. Whose house is that, though? That's that... that's the people who stole him. Okay, yeah. But he's Joe, been, Joey's happy. He's been there for two years. Yeah. They're saying they're putting their house up for sale and moving away. This makes me feel like... Because are they saying it was an innocent mistake, like the cat just wandered by, they didn't know? Or are they dirtbags? But, I mean, that's Ooh. not a cat that's just... That's not a... A cat that attractive isn't loose on the street. They yeah. would have known that belonged to somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, the owners are saying that Joey is worth $1,100. He is a Himalayan cat, and they want him back. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't think they're going to get it back. I don't then. think they're going to get them back either. Yeah. Alrighty, this is interesting. Uh, when it comes to uh, the best appearances by athletes playing themselves in movies, USA Today put together a list of some of the best that you've ever seen. Uh, so these are athletes that play themselves in movies. Yeah. Uh, number five, Dan Marino in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, yeah, oh, right. Pretty fun. Yeah. Number four, Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Right, yeah. Number three, Mike Tyson in The Hangover. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. I, I was that one. Him in that, yeah. Kareem Abdul Jabbar in airplane. Mm. And number one <laughs> is LeBron James in train wreck. And they're saying that uh according to I don't Why I don't I remember him. that. I didn't was, see train wreck. Yeah, we watched it. I felt Amy Schumer? Yeah, I felt yeah. Bill Hader? Yeah, like five minutes in I was out. <laughs> it wasn't really about trains. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Alrighty, it's going to be a cool day today. Only 18 degrees for the high and a small chance of some showers as well. It is 821 and we're at 14 degrees. Good morning. Alright, we know that kids can misbehave every now and again. Uh, especially, you know, once they get into school. Once they get around their peers. Mm-hmm. Maybe they start pulling some pranks and doing some things. That are unsavory. Being little hellions. Well, this is a list of some of the top crimes that have been committed by kids <laughs> uh, this year. Now, the title of this is Crimes That Have Been Committed by Kids, But Adults Secretly Think It's Totally Awesome. Mm, yeah. All right. So here's the list. Uh, I've got five of them for you. Number five this year. Uh, a nine-year-old Ukrainian boy stole $4,000 from his parents' life savings and spent it all at the local candy store. Four thousand dollars! <laughs> yeah. Wow! How did? How was he able to steal that much cash? I don't know. I don't know if he did it all at once or if he skimmed off the top. Four grand. If he was skimming, I guess props to him. Nine years old, <laughs> spent all on candy. Uh, this one made the cut, even though it was late in 2015. A 14 year old kid in Florida hacked into his school's computer system, not to change his grades. But to put a photo of two men making out as the wallpaper on of the computer of one of his teachers. <laughs> his reason was to, quote, to annoy the teacher. Oh, yeah. The sheriff didn't think so. <laughs> nope. He was arrested. He got arrested over that? He got arrested. Charged with a felony. I guess because he's hacking. He's hacking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, an 11-year-old boy stole a cement mixer and led police on a 70-mile-per-hour chase. I remember, remember when that we one. did this? I remember that yeah. story, yeah. That was in uh, Minnesota. Everyone mm-hmm. was out with their cameras. It w- people thought that there was a parade going on. <laughs> <laughs> Just a spontaneous parade. Yep. Uh, number two, a 13-year-old in Ohio wanted to make it rain at his school mm-hmm. just to see what that felt like. So he stole $25,000 from his grandpa and redistributed the money to his classmates in $100 bills over spring break. Damn. Making it rain. 
Twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five thousand. Okay, I wouldn't think that's cool. I'd be livid. And the number one uh, takes us to this 13-year-old boy in Michigan with his 8-year-old sister. The two of them went on a high-speed chase in 2015. The pair reportedly waited for their dad to fall asleep and then took his girlfriend's car, who they hated, out for a joyride. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) The deputy who was pursuing the 13-year-old boy did not expect to see a 13 and an 18-year-old jump out of the car and run away from police who had their guns drawn. No. Does that make your kid badass or just terrible? It might. I want to know from you guys, is there something terrible that your kid did and got in trouble, Mm. but you secretly thought it was awesome? Right? But you as a parent, you know, you've got to discipline and say, no, 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 no. When you can't play pranks like this. Like when kids swear, come on, it's funny. It is pretty funny. But you can't laugh. You can't laugh. You can't encourage it. So no. you got to turn away and be like, oh my God, did you hear what they just said? <laughs> so, what bad thing did your kid did that you either thought was awesome or just downright hilarious? Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. All right, we're wondering what terrible thing did your kid did, but you secretly thought it was awesome. You know that as a parent... Yeah, to, you know, discipline, scold, teach. Mm. But you turn around, you're like, that was freaking awesome. Like you want to almost high five your kid, but unfortunately you have to punish them a bit. (laughs) Yeah, you have to say something. Uh, This text here from Rebecca Northside says, when my son was younger, he took the butter and put it all over the floor in the kitchen so he could skate on the floor. It was so funny, but I had to. (laughs) I mean, great great idea. That is a great idea. Butter on the floor. That'd Terrible be, behavior. That'd be really slippery. But that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, Tammy and Mill Wood says, Hey guys, my two and a half year old, while I was changing her diaper, looked at me and called me an idiot. <laughs> what? Like, no, I'm changing your diaper. <laughs> I had to scold her, but I also had to walk away and look over my shoulder because I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, Lisa on two sure. here. How are you doing today, Lisa? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, excellent. All right, so uh, what did your kid do that you thought was hilarious, but you kind of had to scold him? Um, my daughter's in grade four now. She's an only child. But when she was in grade one, this was up north, I got a phone call from the teacher saying, you need to come in. There's a disciplinary problem. I'm oh. going, okay, well, she's a really quiet, easygoing kid. I didn't know what the problem was. So I went in, and <laughs> she's looking at her feet, and the teacher's kind of half smiling. And she says, okay, so... We know she's been having problems with this little boy in grade one. And on the playground, it was wintertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the little boy wouldn't stop hitting her. So my daughter just sat on him. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Literally just sat on him so that he couldn't hit her anymore. And I guess he was really upset about it. Yeah. And, and of course, this is an ongoing problem. So the teacher's kind of half smiling but saying, you know, this is, we can't allow this to happen. I said, yeah, no problem. So we walk out of the classroom and my daughter's looking at me waiting for it. All I could do was give her a high five. <laughs> yeah. And no scolding there. Stop hitting her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to sit your butt down on a problem. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, how works. Mars deals with problems. <laughs> My boss yeah. is scolding me for the show. I just sit on him. <laughs> <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Show in the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. All right, we're talking about um, the time that uh, your kid did something terrible, but you had to scold them, teach them, parent them. But realistically, you were sitting back being like, that was pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, this text here says, good morning, guys. I grew up on a farm north of the city, and I went to a school in a hamlet. There was a school, a bar, and a community hall, and that's it. 
After school, my friend and I decided that we would grab some rocks and start throwing them at the community hall. When one connected with a window, we thought, you know what? Let's smash out every single one. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> People came out, threatened to call the police, but we were 30 minutes from any cop shop. We called all their bluffs and just continued smashing the windows. Oh. We literally broke every single one before the police showed up. Uh, to this day, even though we got in major trouble for doing it, yeah. everyone in the town thanks us because the windows were terrible. They were ugly. They were leaking. <laughs> and it was just an excuse for the town to replace the windows on the community hall. <laughs> yeah. So the whole town basically high-fived you guys. Yeah. Not encouraging this. Not, no, not encouraging this. Your your town hall, your community That's hall right. doesn't need new windows. You don't need to break them out. And they did get in major trouble. Although, but all the adults were like, sweet. I do need new computers in this <laughs> studio. Now, family, if you want to bring your kids by, <laughs> just smash have a the cool fashion computer smashing yeah, day. Yeah, you never know. They'll be like, I don't know what happened. They just came in here. Uh, jump to Mark here. How you doing, bud? Oh, surviving. Nice, nice. All right, so uh, what did your kid do? That you wanted to high-five him, but you had to kind of scold him. Well, I kind of high-fived, mom scolded. Uh, <laughs> my daughter was just at that age where she's just learning to talk. You know, like, mom understands every word, but dad needs mom to translate. Yeah. So we, uh, she didn't poop for several days. Okay. We got quite worried, so we took her up to the hospital, right? Yeah. Well, the nurse tried to give her a suppository. Plain as day as if I would have said it, F you, and jumped off the bed and started swinging at everybody to come here. <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she got in trouble for smacking mom, but that was it. Yeah. yeah. Was the nurse, <laughs> I bet you the nurse was just in shock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then me and the wife, I'm a foul mouth rig head, and the wife grew up on the mean streets of Halifax, so we're pretty dirty mouths, so it was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you guys are like, man. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you shouldn't do She's that. Gonna say that. it eventually. Oh yeah. Whatever. Oh, that yeah. is hilarious. Thanks for sharing that, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Right on. You have a good one. Yeah, you, you too. too, bud. Bye-bye. Bye. Call Crash and Mars. Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now, now radio. All right, we're talking about the terrible thing that your kid did that you secretly think is awesome. Even though you would never let them know. Mm -hmm. uh, D in the West End says, when my son was three, my sister-in-law were getting him ready to go shopping. I told him to go to the bathroom before we left. He's sitting there. He looks at me and yells, F! In frustration. Trying not to laugh, I knelt down and I said, listen, that is not a nice word. Please do not use it. He puts my face in his hands and he looks at me and he seriously says, but mom... I want to say F. No. <laughs> My sister-in-law had to leave the room because she was laughing. So <laughs> I almost died. Uh, uh, yeah. You have to laugh, you, right? you have to laugh. That's funny. Just not in their face, but yeah. you have to laugh. Uh, jump to Veronica here. Thanks so much for hanging on, Veronica. No problem. Excellent. All right. So uh, your kid did something that you wanted to laugh over, but you had to scold? Correct. Yeah. Um, my 19-year-old, when he was in grade two, um, he and his friends, well, let me explain the story. He, their school is next door to a convenience store. One day after school, I have no idea where they got the money. They went and bought a bunch of eggs. They went and egged their whole school. Oh, no. Yeah. Egged the whole school. The next day, the principal goes on to the... You know, the intercom and says, if anybody knows any information about how the school got egged, please come down to the office and you'll get in trouble. My son, who was in grade two at the time, turns himself in. What? Uh, I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Damn you, kid. I had to wash every single locker in the school. Oh, oh boy. 
He's like about eight years old, and he goes and turns himself in. And turns, he goes and turns himself in. Yeah, your kid's too honest. Is he still yeah. honest to this day? Sometimes a little too honest. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta keep your lips yeah. sealed. <laughs> Just saying. Imagine just egging your whole school. I yeah. know. Oh, that'd be a oh, dream come true for a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much story. for that. Thanks, Veronica. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you, yeah. Sometimes yep. you just be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You got to scold, but you got to laugh. Yeah. Right? Not teaching lessons here. Uh, let's go to uh, right to the bottom here on 6, Stan Anonymous. How are you doing today? Okay, yes. what uh, terrible thing did your kid do that you kind of laughed silently to yourself over? My child, on a Halloween, egged my ex's house but good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How bad was it? It was really bad. There, there was some um, redecorating going on outside. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did your and kid know that was your ex's place? Oh, it was all planned. Yeah. Pre-planned, and it was like minus thirty that year. Really, really cold. <sighs> they walked from several subdivisions over to his house. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Mm, so when you found out about it, you obviously had to scold them. <laughs> I tried not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. like, that's exactly. that's not appropriate. That's not a right. That's not the right thing to do. Yeah. But that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Send a snap. Search Crash and Mars. All one word on Snapchat. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. Uh, here's a list of some of the uh, traits or things that you inherit from, you know, your mom and your dad. Mm-hmm. And these are pretty, they're pretty simple things, but chances are, if you've got them, then your mom or your dad had them as well, and they're just being passed down through the bloodline. Uh, they're very simple little things, but here's a list of them. Uh, number five here, a cleft chin. So that's that dimple oh, yeah, right here. Big dimple, yeah. You're like every Disney prince has a cleft in his chin. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got that, then that is a inherited trait. Uh, eye color, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. That one's pretty obviously. Facial dimples. I don't have any dimples. Do you have dimples? Yeah, I got dimples. Yeah, you do a little bit. Ginger, you got the dimples? Uh, yeah, I got dimples, I think. Yeah, well, you no, get, but you're forcing Well, it. you're really... Like, well, that's like, how you get them. But that's not how you smile. Well, no, yeah, that's you don't smile, smile like a clown. No, you don't. <laughs> I guess. Ginger has a crazy clown mouth yeah, right now. Yeah, you do. You look like some evil comic book character. Just well, smile like, like Rage like, no, bought no. you... A, she got you a cupcake. Mm. No, that's <laughs> not... <laughs> I get really excited about cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> dimples. Do your girls have dimples? Um, I don't know. Is you that should weird? know this. No, they don't. They don't smell that often. It's a <laughs> sad house. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is though, their face are still. You still got like that baby fat. Yeah, they so don't you don't have, know if they for sure. That's an excuse. Not lean like their dad. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't have anything. Uh, a bent little finger. Apparently, it's, uh, you can inherit a, your middle finger kind of being bent a little weird to the side or like middle or little little. So your littlest finger. Uh, so like your hand bent. would just be normal like that? Uh, no, it's where the you know where the top joint is near the nail. Oh, if it bends in, that kicks out. Oh, so oh, when that's you're weird. yeah, you're looking at your finger, it looks like a backward C. Are we all straighties? Yeah, I'm a yeah. straighty. Straighty, 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 straighty. Mm-hmm. Logan, straighty, straighty. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought this straighty. one was interesting <laughs> uh, that can be inherited as well is Achu syndrome. And that is a trait that is also called the photo sneeze reflex. When if you're suddenly exposed to light like a flash, mm-hmm. you sneeze. That's mm. genetically uh, no inherited. Yeah. Hmm. 
That's kind of neat. So you can curse your parents if that's what happens to you. If you have Achu syndrome, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody flashes their camera, yeah. you're like, Achoo! boom. Mm-hmm. It happens. Do you guys buy the eye color thing? Like, there's only so many options your eyes can be, right? Well, that's yeah, true. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's inherited. But what if it's not? What if you're. Is there. Can your eyes not be a different color than your parents? Uh, yeah, I think they can. Well, then... But it can be inherited from, from like, the, like, grandparents. Yeah, your grandparents. Well, that's not, I mean, somewhere along the line, every color's in <laughs> Yeah, true. or aunts and uncles. Yeah, but I mean, right? it's not like... Ginger, are you worried about the color of your girls' eyes? Well, and they're not Henry's mine, eyes? so I just want to be <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> Genetically speaking, there's a chance, right? <laughs> cover my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this would be interesting. What strange or what odd or what interesting trait... Did you inherit from someone in your family? Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. All right, we're wondering what trait did you inherit uh, from your parents or from your grandparents? Maybe Mm -hmm. you don't like it. My singing abilities I inherited from my dad, Burton Cummings. Oh, yes. Right? Your singing abilities are off the charts, too. Oh, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about the same. That's yeah. good. Uh, this text here says, hey, good morning, guys. I inherited webbed toes. All of my dad's sisters have them, but none of the boys. All of the boys that had daughters, their daughters have webbed second and third toes. Actually, I've seen the webbed toes coming in quite a bit. Is that a girl thing? It's both. Both. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just for this particular person, yeah. it's all the dad's sisters and all the daughters have webbed toes. So something like strong like that just sticks with like the female just sticks with the chicks, or, yeah. yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, this one here says this is hilarious. Every single person in our family has a giant big toe. It's so big and predominant. We call it the family toe. Yeah. All the married ins who have children said that they end up with the giant big toe. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a big light bulb toe. Yeah, so do yeah. I. I've got a big toe got too. Got that one from my mom. She had uh, light bulb toes. Did she? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, jumped to Rob here. Hey, Rob. Hey, how's it going? Good, Hi. good. All right, so what did you inherit from your parents? Uh, I've got the bent pinky syndrome. Oh, you do have that. Yeah, and yeah. Mars was saying it bends outwards, right? No, it, it bends inwards. I, mm. I don't know your text number, but I could send you a picture. It, it bends in, and actually, my ring finger kind of has almost like a spot for it to nestle into. You know how when you wear a ring for too long, your finger kind of forms to the ring? Oh, yeah. My other finger has formed to my pinky, so it, it rests. When my fingers are tight together, there's no gaps. Oh, weird. Oh. Now, does your mom or dad have this? Uh, my mom's got it, and yeah. then my grandmother's got it, but mine actually kicks off probably worse than anybody's. It's probably a 25-degree angle. Wow. Holy crap. It, yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite the angle that it kicks off on. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. It's like a party trick. You can yeah. pretend you broke your fingers. That's something. right. Yeah, almost. Except I can't straighten it out to to fake it back. Yeah, her, that's so. true. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much for that one, Rob. Yeah, no worries. Have a great day. Call Crash and Mars four eight nine four six six nine. Join the conversation now. Radio. Okay. What traits did you inherit from your parents or even grandparents? Mm-hmm. Uh, this text here says, "Hey guys, I inherited pure white hair from my parents. Mm. Not gray, but white." Like paper white. Like Anderson Cooper white. Yeah, my hair started turning white when I was about 19. I fought it for as long as I could. Then when I turned about 44, I said, ah, forget it. I stopped coloring my hair. Now I go, oh, natural. I have long white hair. So it's not like you're losing it. It just went white. No, it just went white. Damn. Would you keep your hair if it just went white or would you dye it? No, I'd keep it. Gray? I'll dye out the grays. Yeah, but but if it went white? 
Yeah, I'd probably keep white. That's pretty yeah, cool. You would look like your uh, girl, Sia. Yeah, I you would. could have Sia hair. <laughs> yeah, I could. Uh, Brittany, how you doing today? I'm all right, actually. I'm going to visit my grandparents. Today. Oh, perfect. Oh, nice. All right, we're talking uh, inherited traits. Did you inherit anything? I did, actually, from those grandparents. Well, from my grandmother. Oh, okay. Um, you have mentioned that uh, the pinky finger being bent. Yeah. And actually, my pointer finger, it curves at the very top by the nail, and the nail actually itself grows different. Um, it points towards my middle finger, and my daughter and my sister also all have this same trait, but my father does not. Oh, really? Oh, weird. All the women, a lot of the women in our family have that, but the men don't. The men have more, like, square club fingers, kind of, but ours, like my grandmother, like I said, um, myself, my sister, and my daughter, I for sure all have it. So all huh. the girls got the bent finger. Yeah, but not, like I said, my dad, who would would have been my grandmother's son, yeah. he doesn't have that. Oh, that's oh, strange. It's funny how you can inherit fingers. Sir, yeah, and like right? the way the bones grow, and yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a weird yeah, one. Yeah. It, like I said, even the nail, like on the one on the side by my thumb, is it's like shorter almost right there. Yeah. And it grows, when it grows out, like it doesn't grow evenly until it's, you know, a really long nail, and then it'll start to even out as they grow out. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, cool. Thanks so much for sharing that, Brittany. No problem. Thanks. Have a good day. Yeah, you, you too. too. Bye-bye. Bye. Call Crash and Mars. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now, now radio. Okay, we're talking about traits that you inherited from your parents, yep. grandparents. Can you inherit traits from, like, an uncle? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, can. Yeah. If it's all in the same gene pool. Uh, this text here says, hey, guys, I have flat feet, just like my dad. Mm. I'm a 22-year-old girl, and wearing high heels just hurts. It's embarrassing. Walking around the house, my boyfriend says I look like Fred Flintstone. Oh, no. That's cute. Mars, you inherited small feet from your mom. Yeah, my mom and I both have yeah. very, very, very small feet. Because Mars has oddly small feet, yet she can share shoes with her mom. Yeah. We both wear about, like, I wear a size four kids. Mm-hmm. Size five Preferably women's. with skull and crossbones on well, it's all If I can't get lights on them, then I get skull and... <laughs> <laughs> like I can't get big girl shoes over here. We totally have to get you a pair of shoes that light up. Yeah, I know. I bought a pair of kid shoes from uh, Superstore the other day. They're mm-hmm. little flat ballerina slippers. Yeah. I'm like, well, someone might think these are for adults. Just a little bow tie on yeah. there. Looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do one more on this. Uh, and yeah. We'll go with Tara. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks. Excellent. All right. So, did you inherit a trait from your uh, parents? I, I didn't inherit anything weird. My husband has a great, huge butt chin, so he'll never shave his beard. <laughs> um, but yeah. fun fact for you: there's another one that's inherited. It's the ability to roll your tongue. Oh, I did know that. Really? Yeah. If you yeah. can do this. Yeah, that's another one. So all my family can whistle, but I cannot because I can't roll my tongue. Oh, huh. yeah, that's uh, Mars. Can anyone in your family whistle? Oh, they can all whistle. I'm the only one who cannot. Oh, but I can roll my tongue. Yeah, and you, I can't get. I can't get it. Yeah, it, my tongue's too fat. <laughs> <laughs> you should see Mars's tongue right now. It's yeah. going wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, it's not the fact that. Yeah, I can roll my tongue. I just can't get the air to go over the tongue in yeah, a you proper can't whistle way. It. No, mm. I haven't really tried hard enough either. Yeah, but you so. didn't. Inher- you didn't inherit anything from your parents. Like, no, not really. No, yeah. just maybe some eye color and that's about it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know. <laughs> there you go. Okay, thanks so much for that, Tara. No problem. Text Crash and Mars 56789. Join the conversation. 1023 L Radio. And that's the show. We want to thank you again for listening and remind you, you can listen over the air at 102.3 FM, Monday to Friday, 530 to 10 AM. And you can check back here every weekday for a brand new podcast.